<clears throat> so we mentioned yesterday the idea that in the event an onus happens uh, uh, that prevents the uh, the job from being done, so who's going to be responsible, who's going to, uh, to suffer the loss, whether it's the balabayas, whether it is the employer, or whether it's the employee. And we said that it really depends on the circumstances in terms of whether it's something that both of them could have anticipated, whether it's something that neither of them could have anticipated, or whether it's something which one of them could have anticipated and uh, didn't bother to, uh, to disclose that potential to the other party. So as an example, he says, Zachain, therefore Banoi, a contractor, Shekibel Atzvo Livnos Mivne, that he accepted a job to go ahead and build some sort of structure, a building, a house, whatever it is, and there was a, a, a stop work order because somebody didn't get the proper permits. So somebody you know, informed on them, they don't have permits, and the government came and said, got to stop. So what happens? Now, if both people knew that they didn't pull permits and they went forward with it anyway, so they both knew that they were taking a risk, so they were both on the same uh, level as far as the risk, or in a circumstance where neither one of them knew that you needed a permit for this type of work, and therefore neither one anticipated the possibility that uh, there may be a work stoppage. So in either one of those two cases, so the employer is not going to have to go ahead and pay the employee now that he's not going to be able to work. In those cases, we say that the loss is going to, is going to be uh, is on the employee's uh, shoulders. But in the event that the employer knew that he didn't go ahead and get the permits, he misled the person into the employee into thinking there were permits. So he went ahead and he knew that there was at risk. And the contractor, or let's say the subcontractor, didn't know the fact that permits were not drawn. So then when there's a work stoppage, so the employer halachically is considered as if he's backing out of the agreement. And he's going to have to pay whatever an employer would have to pay in the event that he actually reneged on the agreement at that point, whether it's going to be the full amount, whether it's Paul bottle, whatever that will be, but that's going to fall under that, uh, that general rubric. Okay, now he says, uh, this is the, uh, under the subheading, Hanhagas Balabais Imapoa, the way that an employer has to deal or treat his employee. So Pasuk says, that from one Jew to another, so you're not allowed to go ahead and you're not allowed to overwork. That's the context of the Pasuk. So here the Shari Tshuva, Rabbeinu Yonah, says, So that means that you're not allowed to overwork somebody else. Now the Chiddush of the Shari Tshuva is, Let's say you, the employer, are an intimidating type of fellow. Or you know that they are too, I don't know if I would say wimpy, but they, they would never go ahead and do something against what the employer tells them to do, even if they have the right to do so. But they're automatically going to say, yes, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. So then, So Ravina Yona learns from this Pasuk that you as the employer, you can't ask them to do something, whether large or small, Unless it's going, or something beyond what the the, uh, the employment agreement requires, unless it is with uh, their consent and it's something which will serve them well. Even to go ahead and warm up some water to make a coffee, 
or could you just run to the vending machine and pick me up a bag of pretzels or something like that? So even that you would not be allowed to do because if you know that he's never going to say no, so you don't know if he really is willing to do this, he really has full consent to do this with a full heart, or he feels compelled to do this and he doesn't really have a choice and he's doing it in a sense like a, like a slave. So the Shari Chuba says you have to be, uh, an employer has to be mindful of that. Now, the application of this pasuk to this circumstance, employer, employee, then he says, Yeshchokim. There are those who disagree with the application, and they maintain, They maintain that this prohibition applies only to an evadivri, that the, uh, a slave owner to a Jewish slave isn't allowed to overwork him. But when it comes to an employee, so the prohibition doesn't apply. Not that you're allowed to overwork him, but the prohibition doesn't apply. And if he doesn't say no, so that was his choice. He has a choice. Nobody's forcing him. But <laughs> he says that the person should always be mindful of this mitzvah, even if it's not specifically uh, uh, applicable in that circumstance, a person should be mindful of it. Now he's quoting from the Sefer Chinoch. And you want to make sure not to take advantage of your power, your wealth, your leverage position over that other person. Why should you not go ahead and take advantage of it? The Sefer Chinuch says that you should always be mindful. Because wealth and poverty or power and lack of power, so this is something which is part of the circle of life, and right now you may be in that leverage position, and you may feel that you can take advantage of others, but the wheel is going to turn, and you may find yourself on the receiving end of that, and therefore it's always a wise thing to go ahead and treat everybody with the utmost respect, because you never know who's going to be where in a week, a month, a year, a decade, whatever that's going to be.